Shabbat Shalom, Buenos Dias. Welcome to Mountain Mosaic, a podcast that attempts to capture feelings from a life spent outside, whether that is the highest of summits, the highest of fives, the poopiest of pants, the loudest of frustrated screams, or the call of a moose. Just like that. Back here live at the Waterfront Village with my friend, the zombie, Jonathan. You're looking good. Jonathan just got an awesome face paint job. What do you think? I like turtles. All right. You're great zombie. I like turtles. On this episode, Sam Tucker and the zigs and zags of self-belief. I'm really thankful that Sam and I were able to sit down and record an honest, educative, vulnerable, and thought-provoking conversation. I was listening to the TED Radio Hour, a podcast from NPR, and they are talking about a study in which they asked people who were both out of shape, in shape, physically active, not physically active, to run a certain distance with a weight on them. And beforehand, they were asked to estimate how far they thought it would be. And it goes to show, and it, it showed that the people who said that it was closer actually found the exact same amount of work as the people who said it was further away, 17% easier. Um, I just thought that was fascinating and very relevant to the conversation Sam and I have. And it's mostly about unlocking that 17%, about believing in yourself, about understanding that you're worthy, or the way Sam puts it, that you may or you may not be, but you really ought to try. I think Sam is quite misunderstood in our little community Uh, or at least he was misunderstood to me before I became friends with him and I hope that this shines light on first the awesome human being that Sam is and second the fact that these figures that we either look up to or think are badass or put on a pedestal the reality is, is that one, they're people that are just psyched and also they're not special because they lack personal challenges. None of us are special because we lack personal challenges. We are not special in spite of them. We are special and special things happen because we choose to face them head on and overcome them. Thank you for tuning in. Sam, Thank you so much. I'm so psyched on this interview. Um, it was so fun to sit down with you and drink a couple mead hitos <laughs> and, um, and really get something important out there. Wow, 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 is a It was this damn ass rock. Ow, my Don't ass, my left butt cheek is silly. Your left ass cheek. <laughs> <laughs> Hints of honey, mint, and lime. Yeah. Um, to set the stage, we're with Calgary Golden Boy, <laughs> Sam Tucker. <laughs> like, I always try to come up with something unique because I don't think you and I are terribly close, but, like, we know each other and we spend time together. And Yeah. Um, but, of course, the audience doesn't know you. What's the first thing that you think about when you wake up in the morning? Hmm. And what's the first thing that you thought about when you woke up in the morning five years ago, maybe? 
All right, these days, I think the first thing that I'm uh, thinking about when I wake up is probably how am I going to make this work? And that's, What's I guess, this? in the most general sense. How am I going to climb as much as I want to climb and be able to support that? That's kind of been what's been, like been weighing the heaviest on my <clears throat> on my mind lately uh bolting roots would be a close second sometimes i'll think of that even in my sleep <laughs> and, <laughs> that's cool yeah um so those are probably the oh and training that's kind of been like the newest thing that i've that i've been nerding out on so it's quite climbing centered though it's very say. climbing centered it's almost exclusively climbing centered if you asked me this five years ago it'd be like chicks the weekend. Um, <laughs> Such a great like, artist. <laughs> no, no, not that, not that jabroni. Um, <laughs> like, what I'm going to do. I don't know. I'm pretty sure five years ago I was, like, bartending. and I don't know. Like, How old are you now? Just for context. I'm 26 years old now. Um, yeah, we'll get maybe to that contrast a little bit. As the, how long am I told that? As the... <laughs> As the mutitos settle, but yeah, um, for sure. If you wanted to touch a little bit on your background and just like you have the opportunity to introduce yourself, however way you see fit, and how you got to where you were. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm 26 now. I'm pretty sure I set foot in the Calgary Climbing Center when I was eight years old for the first time. At Chinook. Yeah, at Chinook. Um, and then I remember actually the first thing that I saw when I walked into the Calgary Climbing Center. That was a guy named Alex Queering. He would have been like, um, he lives in, in like Vancouver or Squamish now. He would have been, I don't know, like 13 maybe or something like that. And um, he was like at the top of the head wall. And when I walked in for the first time, the head wall just looked probably like what some people see El Cap as for the first time. I was just like, this is it. I was like, oh my God. Like, look at this goddamn structure. <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> like Alex Queering with, like, all of his long ginger hair was, like, like, cruxing his the way Messiah. up. The Messiah. Yeah, like, cruxing his way up, like, the last three feet of the wall. And I was just like, one day, I will do that. <laughs> so, like, the, I was walking into the gym for the first time because my parents had registered me for a for a summer camp it was just, just like, like a, something to get you out of the house totally like a monday to friday thing um i i was climbing everything at home like bookshelf i like tipped a bookshelf over onto my sister and like, <laughs> <laughs> like fell out of a tree and broke my arm like i was just always like very compelled because you kind of hear that a lot like you in like do, the films yeah. you're like i was climbing and it's yeah, kind of totally. like Totally. But it's interesting to hear. Yeah, like my poor parents and my poor sister. I was like hanging from like the shower curtain rack and like, <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> yeah, yeah, just like doing some, some bold, a sense of like household, bold, uh, bold, bold, bold a sense of household like fixtures. Really pushing the envelope. Mm -hmm. It totally was, and there were some casualties as well. But yeah, They're so I was I was just hell. so compelled to climb things, and then my parents were like, oh god, like thank god this like advertisement or whatever fell into our lap because now we can take Sam somewhere that you're supposed to climb. <laughs> Did it feel <laughs> quite natural? 
yeah, like immediately I was just like, as soon as I walked in, I was like, oh my God. And then as soon as I even smelled what like the dank ass gym air <laughs> smelled like, I was like, I don't mind it. And then, <laughs> and then like, yeah. And then like, as soon as I climbed for the first time, I was just like, oh God, this is it. I've arrived at what I'm going to do forever. I have arrived. At eight years old. Eight years old, man. Yeah. Like, I, have a... I have, I'm here. I'm in yeah. the club. Like... Yeah. And it's never really felt any different from that. It's always kind of felt ever since then that like, this is, I know for sure. And that's like something I wanted to ask too, is that like, so then climbing isn't, you know, a lot of people find climbing as like a rebellious teenager or like sort of some, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of a generalization, mm-hmm. but Climbing is something that's just been a constant in your whole life then. It has. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. It's kept me in line, I would say, Um, quite often. I also have had some competing interests, though, as a teenager when it it came to, like, just getting into trouble and, I don't know, testing the waters, like, seeing what what else there was out there, I guess. Like, climbing was always... Yeah, because a lot of the times, climbing is a is a seeing what's out there activity. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Climbing climbing for me and how it was seen by like my parents and and family was like the right thing to be doing and and sort of the That's the reason that I wasn't out late or like you know, getting into I guess anything that was like super troublesome. But but yeah, like so I climbed all through elementary school, all through junior high on the junior team at Calgary Climbing Center. <clears throat> competing. Yeah, competing. Um, Canute was my coach all through that time. And um, then, yeah, kind of like high school was a bit of like a weird turning point. Just the same way that any person around yeah, that age because... is like a little bit mixed up. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I didn't go totally off the deep end, but I, I had some like, <laughs> I made some mistakes. Yeah, for sure. definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I, it's just I think it's fascinating to me. Like I said earlier, like so it's, it's this fringe sport, but for you it was just kind of prevalent. And so if if you don't mind getting into it a little bit, where did you dive then? Like like in where what did ways you did so, I stray away from? Yeah, sure. Climbing? Um, just like partying, like the classic stuff. Yeah, totally. Like yeah. there was nothing really that no one had done <laughs> prior. But a lot of my peers in climbing were were a little more focused, maybe. Like, some friends living in, <clears throat> like, Banff or Canmore or something like that, where maybe the high school scene wasn't quite as... High school? Has it yeah, like, maybe yeah. eclectic would be a word for it. But, yeah, so, I, I you know, I kind of just got sucked into to some different friend circles where, like, getting drunk, getting baked was kind of like the thing to do mm-hmm. and like if you were one of those people <clears throat> getting drunk on the weekends then you were like kind of cool and I was always like just such a nerd for climbing when I was in junior high and elementary and, and stuff I was wearing like I was like the kid wearing like running shoes and a polar fleece like all the time when everybody else was like shopping at West 49 and yeah <laughs> you know sure, what I'm okay. saying yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly so I'm like out there kicking the hacky sack in my fleece and like everyone else is like <laughs> skateboarding, <laughs> like, skateboarding around like you're queer <laughs> yeah totally totally that was exactly right it was exactly what it was so and did that like so it felt kind of cool to be like whoa man like I was gonna say like 
these guys are like, they, they think I'm cool. They, they think I'm worth hanging out with. Wow. I didn't like get sucked in so far that my climbing really suffered like a whole lot compared to What about your mental years. health? Um, yeah, that was like kind of tricky throughout high school too, because I kind of just had these, I like, atten- like my attention span has always been a, a bit of a snafu, if you will. And, um, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so that is something that I've had trouble with. So, and, and then I've always, I've always struggled with depression as well. Not that, I mean, it's, it's no big deal to even admit it just is what it is. And yeah. And I, and I've always struggled with that, but if you kind of take the, the depression combined with like just being a little bit of an off the wall kind of kid and then if you ever try and put medication into that equation as well like did that happen you were medicated it did yeah um i i held out for as long as i could my mom um actually has her master's in behavioral science so we weren't like totally in the dark she kind mm-hmm. of had you know some yeah ideas but in grade 12 i was like okay i'm like doing so bad in school partially because i just have absolutely no interest and and i'm not the type of person who can slog through a bunch of shit that i that i'm not the slightest bit interested in but i was like i i just really wish that i could like pay attention long enough to even like finish a test without just like making designs on the scantron because i'd be like okay like i'm so bored i'm just gonna finish this test and like draw a zigzag and then do yeah like so i was like purposefully like failing tests because i just didn't give enough of a shit to like sit there so you took my dance or um no i i I, um was prescribed this drug called stratera and i think it is both an antidepressant and uh used like in the same way that Adderall or like Ritalin would be used like a, an attention I don't even know what the <clears throat> yeah me what the true but anyways it, it just sent me for a fucking loop dude like <laughs> yeah I just was not myself I was like you know the scene in Spider-Man 3 when he becomes a bad guy yeah, and he's, he's like, like walking down the street like finger gunning people like dude that is like the best Checking out asses <laughs> exactly like... man that is like the best way that I can describe so like my vibe for like the three weeks that I was on this drug <laughs> it was like absolutely corrupt and um <laughs> and uh i ended up like shoplifting like like a, like an entire like village worth of clothing from like what? from like the mall i know dude just like so out of character like you get caught i did yeah i got arrested when i was 17 Damn. i know dude it was just just like horrendous so <clears throat> first thing that my like enlightened mother thought to do was like okay don't take this medication anymore. Yeah, we gotta as get soon as I stopped, shit. man, like four days later, I was just like, it was like waking up after being knocked unconscious and being like, what happened? Like, it was just totally manic. Like, yeah, never happened since at all. Yeah, but, that's fascinating. <clears throat> but I was like, okay, <laughs> guess that's the answer to that. So like the rest of my school year looked a lot more mellow. So what ways? Because like, I mean, like those things don't just go away, of course. No. So have what ways have you learned to cope with? Um, attention and depression so and the first way that I've learned to cope with attention deficit is just not going back to school. <laughs> uh, 
that was like the first thing that I did was like, if did if, you graduate? I did. Yeah. Nice. Um, I did graduate, but no, I just not going back to school was kind of the answer. I am not the kind of guy who can just sit in a, I guess, traditionally academic setting and, and flourish. That's just not. Have you ever thought about not. going back? I have. Yeah. Um, I think about it like semi-frequently and mm -hmm. and there hasn't been an aha moment where i've been like oh, okay that's what i could do i could definitely get through that it would be fine uh, you know like i'm not in a rush really to go and um further my education whether that be like in a trade or some diploma or... yeah i give you rope access right yeah i have that it was like four days very easy but <clears throat> yeah i'm just i'm just not in a rush because i i do know well, what, that's not your focus right now. Yeah, that too. That's like a big part. But yeah, like if it's just something that I'm not psyched on, the the chances of me like following through and doing it to the best of my ability are pretty slim. Have you seen that in your that in affect your climbing? Ever? Um, totally, dude. Yeah, um, that's why I've never really trained. Is because training is so boring for me. I love climbing. So I just go to the gym and climb. Some people love training, so they go to the gym and train. Some people love climbing and then are are disciplined enough to go to the gym and train instead. And like for for the longest time, as as a youth athlete, I trained, but it was not self determined. Yeah, exactly. Like I had a I had a coach, and mm -hmm. it was pretty fun. Like the only comps that mattered back then for for like your national standing were lead comps so we were training like a lot of endurance and stuff like that so it was still climbing <clears throat> didn't really it wasn't yeah, just yeah. like super repetitive yeah like hangboarding, hangboarding. Or... yeah it wasn't like really boring or dry so, but you're hangboarding now i am now man yeah like <laughs> what changed um i think i have brought myself to kind of the point that i can without training i think i've kind of taken my climbing as far as as far as i can take it without um was there a distinct moment of realization with that and um it's kind of come because you yeah you've been climbing for what you're eight years old you're 26 now yeah it's like 18 years or whatever that works out to be it is i think it's 18 i think or my mental math is not. I know mine is not good either. <laughs> yeah, like I so I've been climbing for for so long, and I and I grew up under a pretty structured um, program, you could say. But there was like next to no campus boarding. There was next to no hangboarding. It was mm -hmm. like like Canute taught us how to move, <clears throat> and I'm eternally grateful. For yeah, that. I was gonna say that's, that's like, super. Valuable. I mean, as a kid, man think that there's no comparison in what in what's important to learn that's something i, I think yeah. like i really struggle with totally is i need to learn how to use my feet you know what i mean like i mean and anyone and everyone can learn how to do mm -hmm. something better in their climbing movement wise but i i've kind of gotten to the point where i i've practiced movement really hard like i i really strive per, for perfection definitely anytime yeah. anytime i'm climbing at all and and that like just striving for perfection. Where does that come from? Um, just comes from the way that it feels to do something perfect. It just feels way better to do it really well and to know that you did that 
the best possible way that your body is capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. It just feels so good to to climb like that. So that's how I <clears throat> I kind of just get on the wall with a lot of intention and a lot of conviction to just do it well. Climb as yeah, climb well and climb like as perfectly as I can. Mm-hmm. And then from just doing harder and harder and harder moves, I've gotten strong, but now I kind of feel like I'm at the point where in order to do something that I would really consider to be the next level for myself, I need to be physically stronger as well. I'm really not like an impressive athlete in terms of like physical strength, I don't think. So, But I mean, like, I mean, just objectively speaking, you are a strong climber. Yeah, like on paper for sure. And um, like maybe like it's and you all move, relative. Yeah, but and you I, move well. I would probably attribute almost all of my success as a climber to the way that I'm able to move versus what I'm able to like hold or mm-hmm. pull. Or... You're, so clearly your current state of mind is more focused. At least I'm, I'm really doing my best to just to be really disciplined. Um, what woke you up? I have always been a little bit of a self-sabotager when it comes to reaching my potential. Mm-hmm purely out of fear purely i just kind of over the years i've been over the last let's say three years i've been choosing objectives that have been more difficult for me um mentally and physically for sure but just choosing things that are that are things that i've never really considered myself to be capable of like a like the path or castles in the sky Mm -hmm. like you know they're their routes that like basically only pro climbers have done and 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 they just have kind of reputations and kind of just felt like enough was enough i should try this too i'm worthy yeah i mean maybe i am and maybe i'm not but Mm -hmm. i should try it and i should be calculated about how i do that and i should just should just go for it so Mm -hmm. like what there is no reason not to in my opinion like the worst that could happen is you don't do it and that's kind of what i've spent such a long time being scared of is like oh what's gonna happen if i don't do it and that's i know like like a really cliche kind of reason for for like uh i guess a slower path to where you want to be is just fear of not making it to where you want to but Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that I'm not still scared after making all these decisions to go and try the things that I that I hope to do one day. I'm still still but the, super scared of of not succeeding. Like, but. are you like? I mean, this is kind of a cliche, <clears throat> cheesy question, but and I ask like for honesty and grace with because <laughs> it's kind of a shitty, shitty question but um okay <laughs> are you more afraid on the route like the path are you more afraid of running it out above the black alien or are you more afraid of just like trying it over and over again and not doing it and getting into that loop and that well i've definitely gone through exactly what you said like both counts okay before i had ever tried the path i was like oh my god it's the path that is so scary like i could never do that i remember back in 07 when like I heard that Sonny did it mm-hmm. and he was, and like someone said he, that he, that he was like, yeah, it was even scary on top rope. And I, and then just boom, like that was ingrained from then on. I was like, the path is something I will never do. 
because Sonny said it was scary even on top rope and it's 514 so like before i'd climbed 514 mm-hmm. i just didn't think i was it was hardly even on my radar but then after i um like put a top rope up on it and <clears throat> and like you know tried it on top rope i was like okay well, was can... the top rope scary no i didn't find it to be scary and i and i highly doubt that sunny actually said that it was scary on top rope i'm sure i'm sure that was just somebody or... like hyperbolizing Spraying, that yeah kind of but yeah it wasn't scary on tr but um but it was scary to like climb the route and know what the next step and was. know that you were gonna lead it yeah yeah and then, totally kind of like stop and look at where your like tiny little gears going and being like oh, and like knowing like deeply within you that yeah that is a scary part of head pointing totally. because there's so much anticipation yeah the anticipation was was pretty deadly and then have so, you you've so tried then, it on lead i have tried it on lead i've tried it um three times on lead <clears throat> what were those I, experiences like so i fell in the same place every time <laughs> i just completely choked completely froze. shut off yeah froze like mid crux up above that little black alien i've actually broken three of those black i was aliens. gonna say like the path has taken you for a whirl it has taken me for a whirl like it's it's a it's the only like multi-season project really i've ever had and i've only tried it three times <laughs> It's uh, yeah, like it's taken it because I also completely cut a rope. Like I would say, I was gonna went, say, yeah, went through like seventy five percent of of that rope one day, just like figuring out gear beta. I like put the top rope up and then was lowering down, and then um, I'm not even exactly sure what happened, but I just looked up and like three feet above me, like most of the core of my rope was like spidering out. Jesus. <laughs> of the sheath and, I was and then like, you oh went in God. on like a triple zero yeah i went in direct on like a triple zero like into something super sandy and marginal it was like the only thing in front of me i only had two cams on my harness at that point and then and then like tied Fuck, a dude. tied like a little so like up. a little overhand just above the like the damage and then and then clipped into that and just like dirt and then yeah for a few weeks the cams that i had already put in we're like just hanging there. I didn't go back for a little while. You just couldn't yeah. bear to face it, or but yeah, not really. I was like pretty traumatizing. I was like thirty-five meters up. I yeah, like, no, I was that like, been oh it. god, I'm like watching my rope just like fail. <laughs> and then yeah, so I did go back and I headpointed it. I did it on top rope second go, and the root, <clears throat> like that's not a brag. It's just like I did it on yeah, top, I, I did it on t- tr or whatever. But it was not like a Got physical. The it wasn't like a physical shortcoming. I I don't think it wasn't like that. The route was so far above me that it should be taking multiple seasons. It was just so so different from anything that I had mm-hmm. like had to mentally prepare for. I guess in the and, past. Yeah, sure. And as far as mental preparation goes, and like current challenges where do those lie for you? Like, what are, what are, what are the things that you're like finding that are difficult to mentally prepare for? What are the, of course there's the runouts and stuff, but as you, and another question I wanted to ask was with that belief to even get on the path, for example, you have a small, like, I mean, on a grand scale, it's quite small, but you do have some sort of celebrity status in the Bow Valley. (laughs) <laughs> like a small one, sure, but I think you can agree with that. That like yeah. you're well known in the in the small pond that is the Bow Valley. Sure. Yeah. Did did your self belief come from external appraise like external praise? Did it? No, 
I mean, I I do receive like external praise here and there for sure, but it kind of just goes in one year and out the other. It, <clears throat> I mean, I care what people think, but when it comes to like what I'm capable of and and my goals and whether or not mm-hmm. whether or not I'm I'm capable of doing them in my own head, I guess it all comes down to to what's going on in my own head. And self belief is actually something that I've that I've struggled with constantly probably yeah, more you, than anything. you said or like, like you texted me you said i want that's something i want to talk about yeah i would like to get it out there that <laughs> that i'm like um not super i don't th- i don't think that not confident is the right way to put it but i'm just not sure what i can do i have sort of dilly dallied with with like just figuring out where i'm at for and I think- so long like i think i'd been capable of climbing the routes that I've climbed for a long time before I ever did them. I was just too scared to get on uh, like a route that had the 514 grade. Mm-hmm. I did like so many 13s like quite quickly. You never really projected much, did you? I still haven't. The, yeah, you really I still haven't. And that's and I I did set out to Is that because of like attention or just like um no, not really. Like the hardest things I've done, I was like, okay, this is my project for the season. And mm-hmm. then I actually surprised myself and did it within like, like six or seven tries. <laughs> so that was like really cool to find out that I'm <clears throat> kind of past where I thought I was, but also kind of annoying because I, I spent all this time like building myself up to just try a 14 C <laughs> and then I did and did it quickly and was like, fuck. Now I have to like spend all this time, I guess, getting the confidence to go and walk up to something harder. And did that did that help your confidence though? It did. It was like okay, cool. It's it's nice to have I guess some sort of gauge mm-hmm. of of where you're at. But I I know I've got a lot more in me, um, so I still don't really know. I still don't really know like where my season long project is going to fall on like the grade scale I guess. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. And I mean, but it just has taken a lot of Yeah, like, well, I think that's like a valuable thing to talk about and a thing to share because at least personally, you know what I mean? Like like when you're a kid, like I started climbing when I was like 16 or something. Yeah. And you go in the gym and you see like Sam Tucker and it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I like this maybe I understand that it's probably awkward for you to hear, but like you, you see this, this person just like climbing super well and stuff. You don't even think about that. Yeah. You don't even think like, man, like you're like, this guy crushes and he probably fucking knows it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like <clears throat> I, I sort of keep uh, a poke. A, somewhat of a poker face about this type of stuff. Yeah, you're quite, yeah. Anytime there's anyone around, literally anyone, I mm-hmm. guess. But no, like the whole time, man, it, even in the gym, I'm like, oh, should I get on this problem? Like, will I flash it? Oh, I don't know. Like, should I get on Castles in the Sky? Like, no, that dude, there's like a high production value film made about this route. There's no way I belong on that thing. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I got really fed up with myself and... Yeah, kind of just like just after or maybe just the same summer that I climbed my first 14 I was like why am I not trying this it's in my backyard just because there's like a like an aura maybe about that route or mm-hmm. you know locally there's a reputation about the path or about castles in the sky or 
whatever. Those are kind of like those high profile type of roots that just got a lot of media. And you got and some when you did castles. A little you bit, got yeah, some like level a of couple shout outs, which was nice because that was to this day like the highlight of my climbing career was totally. was climbing castles in the sky because that just felt like such a symbol of like just fucking try just fucking get on it there's no reason not to mm-hmm. and i think since i did that route I've, it kind of it did open up a <clears throat> little bit of a a door or it kind like of like a, broke a light, down light a little some positivity yeah and... totally like a, a bit of a self-imposed barrier was maybe broken down a little bit. yeah or broken down mm-hmm. yeah totally yeah, so it just felt good, man. It just felt good yeah. knowing that Castles in the Sky is not the hardest thing I've done grade-wise and and definitely not the scariest thing you could do in the mountains. But it was, but it was I mean, scary there's for so me many of those was, things, right? Yeah, exactly. And it was somewhat hard for me, but just getting to the top of something that I saw so differently, like just even the season before. Mm-hmm. Felt incredible yeah, to do. Yeah. That's fucking regardless awesome. of how hard it was and Well, and also like like, we're bringing up these things, like, regardless of how hard or how scary. But climbing is such a deeply personal thing. Exactly, yeah. That no one's going to understand your experience on castles but you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I so, so. Yeah, and it's so hard to. Hard it's, to. it's status in the community in regards to difficulty or boldness is is quite irrelevant, really. It is, yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? It totally should be. And I guess, like, yeah. and my question for you, kind of a hard question... Um, did you feel validated? Obviously you said you felt validated by climbing it. And then with that, you know, like small media attention that came with it, did that help validate the feeling or was it already there? The feeling was there, man. Like Mm -hmm. I was, I was like screaming (laughs) from the, like at the top of my lungs. Yeah. You weren't like, I'm going to get all gripped. No, 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 not. not at all. Like that's like the last thing that i was thinking about like i got to the top and i'm pretty sure i just yelled like holy fuck i did it (laughs) yeah Uh (laughs) just to no one like i was so far above my belayer you probably didn't even hear me but i was just like yelling man it just felt like the best the most gratifying thing to to have done to do something that i just was like terrified to get on for for the sole reason that Mm -hmm. i just didn't think i was good enough to do it i didn't have like the the belief in myself to do it and then it turned out that it wasn't wasn't that hard like of course that i'm speaking relatively again like well yeah of course like yeah, for was, you it and just that's wasn't. not a, i know that's and, not and like I, a brag or anything. and i like, looked at it a, in the video thing. like i watched the video of sunny doing it like like 90 times man at least like and I was just like, oh, God, that looks so hard. And, like, he, he kind of, like, screams on a move in the video. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, damn, I bet that's going to be the move I can't do or get shut down on or whatever, whatever. And then I got on it, like, a number of summers ago and um, was just, like, shitting myself on it. Like, dude. I, yeah, like, what's it like up there? I, like, A-zeroed that thing, like, into <laughs> submission the first time I ever got on it. <laughs> um, it's really exposed. It's really windy. You like it's overhung enough that when you get <clears throat> kind of into the into the meat and potatoes of the crux pitch, there's it just drops off below you. Jesus. You start the route on a like a narrow ledge, 
and you almost can't even see that ledge. And then because you're on such a knife blade arete, there's basically nothing on either side of you either. So you yeah, just, you just kind just... of feel like the only, basically the only thing you can see is like what's above you it because it just comes out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Really, really, really cool feature. I think it's one of the most unique things definitely that I've ever done. The most unique rock climb that I've ever done. But I think even like in the world, it's definitely one of the more unique routes, I think. Yeah. And yeah. that's like right in, and in terms of the formation, and, I mean, you're speaking, it, it's just speaks to this, this overarching theme that we've been talking about. You're speaking of this, this experience with so much passion and so much gratitude. Yeah. And I mean, to think that like you could have talked yourself out of even I know having it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's something that I was, I'm kind of curious on is that you like, like sometimes you kind of try to set us straight a little bit, or at least what you know what I mean. And I'm and a bit I, of a bastard. I think for like no, barking dude, at you, young dude. You have no idea how much <laughs> at least I and as far as everyone I've talked to appreciates. I hope so. The man. brutality. At I times. know I can be brutal, but like I think all of us know that it comes from love. It comes from absolutely. And love, I think all of yeah. us also know that it comes from. Mistakes. Correct me if I'm wrong. I was gonna say previous mistakes. Dude, yeah, like. Like when I see Beans walk in to the gym in a new pair of tra- in a new pair of trousers, That's fat I'm, ass. Like, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, you put that swagger away and you listen to me, man. You do not want to be the guy stuck at home while all your friends are on trips because you didn't have enough money. Because mm. I was the guy who had the dopest closet. <laughs> or so I, or so I thought. <laughs> so I thought. So I thought. But, <laughs> but I was also the guy who was like at home, <laughs> while, while all my Hanging friends were you. like, "Yeah, dude, totally." I was like, I was at home, working, or like shitty jobs with clothes that I thought were cool, and everyone else was, you know, living out of a backpack with a few pairs of yeah. clothes. Yeah, one that like I've I know now where I rather where I would rather have been, but at the and time. What do you like? Are there any distinct moments? I kind of have another question, but this just mm-hmm. made me think of this. Is you said you know now? You know what I mean. I know now. Are there any distinct moments where you, like, like we touched on this a little bit, and you said it was gradual, but where you woke the fuck up, or where you were like, yeah, dude, every time I, every time I go climbing, I wake the fuck up a little mm-hmm. bit more. <laughs> like okay. I had a lot of waking. So it was the quite gradual when it came to like where to put my money and how to spend my time. But yeah, like it was gradual. Like the more I traveled, the more routes I got to the top of, the like the more things I experienced and figured out, I guess what I was capable of doing, the more I was like, I need to go here. I want to put up routes there. I want to try that iconic route. I, and I want to be able to take the summer off again. Like I just became super goal oriented. The more I did, the more I believed. And then the more I believed, the more I felt like I was able to choose choose my goals and actually um pursue them with with more fire than before and did you was there an initial catalyst to pursuing that the first summer that i ever took to just climb in the mm-hmm. valley was like a huge turning point in my life and it it's a bummer that it happened so late. I was like 24. But I mean, that's so easy to say. I know. You know I, what I mean? And yeah, I understand. Yeah, like regret but... always has this like, 
whatever negative connotation to it but like i do regret just not climbing more like mm-hmm. that's at the end of the day man like my my like stupid clothes that i thought were so sick don't matter and i don't even fucking have them anymore but all the times that i've had out in the mountains and like slumming it in the miguel's mud puddle and whatever with like mm-hmm. the guys who i'll most likely be friends with for my entire life those are like the things that i have and always will have so of course like there is some regret and i try not to regret but fuck it um, i do but, but yeah totally <laughs> i do regret like, it and you said it, there's and that keeps me kind of probably keeps you motivated right and a, little, a little yeah i was gonna say a little bit, bit more, like yo yeah. you know what the fuck happens when you don't when you stray from this exactly like and yeah. i can only assume that you were and then i and then i bark at beans for like buying something and then I bark at Ben Freeman for getting a job at a summer camp and I'm <laughs> like, like, oh man, yeah, you need like... a job that lets you do this. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just because I was like the guy who was like, and you'd hate to see that. Totally, man. I like, I just see so many similarities in, in you younger dudes from like former me. Not that you guys are, are fucking up nearly as bad mm, as I was yeah. at the same time. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, um, but like just like little oh, things fuck, <laughs> it's all over the recording device oh no it's okay but yeah like just little things like that like dude 30 dollars here 30 dollars there it's uh it all adds well, up well and also like i mean this isn't a money one but no you barked it one of the first times we ever hung out you barked at me for telling me i was gonna solo wicked gravity yeah i'm and sorry I'm, about how no dude, I was. i'm inter- you texted me too but i'm yeah, eternally I, grateful for that because mm-hmm no, I, I definitely owed you an apology for my delivery on that one. I don't but, think so, but, man. I think it needed and, to be that. Yeah, man. Like, I, I saw, like, I kind of knew where you wanted your climbing to go. And, and I totally, I think it's so fucking rad that you're just totally looking the opposite way from where everybody else is, is going. Like, I, I, see, I see you out there like it but i was like you're just not fucking ready to solo that yeah dude, dude. you're like i that will never like, forget that that was the only you're thing like, that dude, i wanted like, to cannot, get across because i remember telling beans too i was like <laughs> yeah like i when i did it on gear i like kind of dry fired a little bit or something yeah, you're like yeah. oh and you're like dude if you dry fire you're fucking dead yeah you know, i was, I was like, like hey listen that yeah. ain't right <laughs> and because yeah, it was yeah. sam tucker saying that like not sam my <laughs> friend but sam this like fucking you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I know, and I know that probably sounds weird, but I took it seriously, and okay. and I appreciate Okay, okay. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad I'm taking it seriously, but, I guess. Um, are your previous challenges still the same ones that you face today? Have they evolved? What Have any new come up? Have any been um, no, eroded? Man, it's, it's been pretty much the same. It's always come down to how much I believe in myself and not even comparing myself oh, to other man. people. I'm really bad at drinking. Dude, I don't care. This is like such a little, it's a cool little room. dingy room. It's whatever. But um, I've always, it's always come down to just solely what I see myself as being capable of. Not really compared to anyone else or it was just always like, yeah, because that's I a curious that? thing. Like, as, a, as a competitor, I used to like, used to go to nationals basically every year and every single night did you have night, objective success yeah i did i did but it objective success yeah but i was always the type of competitor who would take like a fourth place feeling like i climbed really well over a first place feeling like i climbed like shit i just wanted to perform i just wanted to like for you to leave the comp 
feeling like I climbed as best I could. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was like kind of nice to have that to, to be where the pressure was coming from, like just perform well, not like just win or top three. I was always just looking to feel like I was, I performed well, but like every single big competition that I ever went to, I would like phone Canute from my hotel room, like in just in the 11th hour, like probably midnight before like national starts. And I'd be like, I'm freaking the fuck out Canute. <laughs> and, and he'd be like, what? what? But like, yeah, he got used to it because I did it every year. Yeah. But like, I just, what were you was freaking like, out about? I didn't believe that I was able to do it. And like, I knew every single competitor that was going to be in the comp. Like I competed from like 2005 to 2011, like went to every single nationals in that time frame. So I knew every single competitor. There was no one new. There was no one really there who I hadn't competed. There wasn't with. a whole lot of unknown. Totally dude. There was like basically zero unknown. And I just would not believe. And that. surely deep down you knew that you were, that you were a good climber. I did, but, but that I, I just would get so analytical and what if this, what if that, mm -hmm. what if the first qualifier is like this? Like I, I was really particular about how I wanted my competition to go. Like I, I wanted to qualify in this place. I wanted that. I like just was really particular. Yeah. And if it didn't go that way, then it was really hard for me to, to like just do what I, what I went there to do. And then there were there were the odd, there was the odd competition where I pretty much had like four minutes of total weightlessness and absolute perfection, or so it felt, and that made it all worth it for the years that I competed. Mm -hmm. Made like everything that I did super worth it. Is that still what you search for? Yeah, man. There's like nothing like that feeling. Where, I remember reading where an just, article. Where it just that. comes together. There's just nothing else like it. And it's so rare. That's like the crazy yeah, part. It's is a like fucking unicorn. It's like it can be years. <laughs> it can be years between like experiences Literally. like that, where it's where it's just perfection, or it feels like perfection. And well, and it's like almost like I, if we're talking about the same thing, it's almost like out of body. A little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, like at least like in my experience, from the small slivers I've had of it, it's for me, anyways. It. It feels like my body and my mind aren't even like attached. Yeah, you don't even remember it. There's, just, yeah, exactly, kinda, exactly. Just like end I, up where you end up, and you're like, wow, yeah. And every little bit of like hard work, and every little bit of like salad that you eat instead of a Snickers bar, just becomes like so worth it when mm -hmm. when you feel that way. Not that I like really eat or have like eaten salad over a Snickers bar. I'm trying now, but like. But I used to work really hard and I used to be really focused as a kid mm -hmm. when I was in the youth program. I was like really, really dedicated and uh, I haven't been, I haven't been on that sort of same wavelength for a long time, but well, I mean, I you're just, obviously just remember, a different person too though. I am, yeah. And I, and I just remember like those, those little moments of, of like perfection being always worth it. In the end, for sure. And and that's kind of, like, what I'm sort of going for now. Like, I'm trying out a whole new diet of, like, just, like, really clean 
food and I'm on a training plan and stuff in like this that now. in this search in this search for those 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 unicorn moments. Yeah, man. And those unicorn moments for sure and and sort of just squashing what I thought. Yeah, that's what I, I was, was curious about. Of. Like sometimes I do things and it isn't one of those unicorn moments, but it's also something that I just didn't think I could do. Mm-hmm. So those are cool too. If they can somehow like converge and happen on the same route, that's sick. Well, and also like, and I don't know if you've experienced much, but just from the way you've been talking about someone who struggles with, with self-belief, what about those moments where like you turn it on you try as hard as you can and you like, do those happen much for you or like, um, all of my self-doubt is on the ground. I do not struggle whatsoever really? with self-doubt when I'm climbing, man. I just, it like, just goes away. I get crazy red point anxiety standing on the ground but it, it really does go away and i think i'm lucky that way i think some people that's amazing kind of trail it up the wall with them but yeah man i've got it i've got a different kind of gear that i that i'm able to kind of tap into where do you think that that comes from i would say that that probably just comes from experience I've just been climbing for okay. a really long time and like when i whenever i was like competing it, it would matter to try really hard like just the output that I was that I had to train to be able to just like tap into Mm -hmm. I can I can tap into that and just turn your head off well not off but anything that's not really related to Mm -hmm. like the moves and how things are supposed to feel I'm I'm pretty good at getting away from that so yeah it's it's nice like that's definitely a a blessing but when I when I get on a route whether it's like my first try or like fifth try or whatever, I can I can always try as hard as I can. You don't struggle with turning it on? No, I don't, no. I mean, there's sometimes where you just know that you fucked up. You're like, ah, oh, I've done like, I've made three mistakes before the third bolt. Yeah, and, and you're I like, I'm fucking pumped. This route is hard enough that three mistakes isn't going to be, like, that won't cut it. Three mistakes here means I'm going to fall there, so I might as well come down rest for a bit and then like save that just for another attempt like in a in like a few minutes or like you like like do you like i gotta pee really really bad but that's okay so do i actually (laughs) 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 but like do you so when you're on are you always like like is it like a moral like rigor code of like I need to try as fucking hard as I can until I fall or is it like oh this isn't the one I'm gonna lower and try again um so part yeah part of it is like it's it's calculation like okay three small mistakes I know that that's that that's too many to mm-hmm. get to the top of this thing so so I'll, do do I'll notice my then? mistakes I'll notice my mistakes and if I still feel like I can pull it off then I'll keep going but they're like on a project on an on-site like you go you go hard but if it's like a route that you know and you're like, oh, no, that's, I'll just come down, pull the rope, and I'll try it again. Mm-hmm. But but when things go well enough that I think I have a shot at sending, like it's it's like definitely a fire that comes from deep within. It's like it becomes w- what I want more than anything else in the world, hands down, for that small amount of time that I'm climbing. I think that's a good place to stop yeah. for a pee break. Pee break. Mm-hmm.
I appreciate your honesty and transparency a lot in this. And I'm like really enjoying this and finding this like educative. Cool. And I think that that's cool that you're like yeah. able to be vulnerable. Definitely um, putting the cards on the table. Yeah, big time. Yeah. And that's, I think that that's courageous and I respect that. But I had, so I had one more, like a couple more questions. Totally, man. Um, you talked about how you can turn off that voice or whatever that is for you. It's different for everyone, but that, that, that self-doubt. It just, what is what is the difference between the ground and the rock? And unfortunately, like a lot of your time is going to be spent on the ground. Totally, and yeah, yeah, totally. How can you address that? I guess you mm-hmm. know. What I mean, I know that's a big question, but I'm a, I'm definitely a very analytical person. Definitely a very introspective person. So a lot of my time is spent like mulling over mistakes, potential scenarios, past mm-hmm. scenarios. Whether like even if they weren't mistakes, just thinking kind of all the time about about my own climbing somehow on the wall and I can't even really explain it or articulate why it just becomes about the climbing that must be such like a sensation of peace too it is totally and and then you know sometimes it's not sometimes it's like rage I, I'm like definitely a angry faller like when I fall off things it's like not pretty but um Spot. yeah like <laughs> I heard Canute I told you I heard Canute say that when we were like climbing at his mm-hmm. wall and I was like I understand where it came his, from dude, like what the okay, fuck? He, get this my third and final attempt that I've taken on the path um uh, my parents just so happened to be at Lake Louise mm-hmm. and um my mom texted me and was like oh hey are you climbing today I was like yeah at Lake Louise and she's like oh well me and your dad are gonna come and watch and I was like, oh, God, like, a few things went through my mind. One of them being, this is a poor route for my parents to <laughs> be watching. Like, I don't think you even need to know that much about climbing to know that it's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. And secondly, like, if I fall today, there's going to be, like, a temper tantrum, probably. So I fell. <laughs> And, like, just yelled the worst words that the English language even has, like, at the top of my lungs in front of my own, front of my own poor parents, namely my mother. And I just, like, I felt terrible, but at the time that didn't really register. But then later, then later I was like, oh, man, I'm sorry you had to see that. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, a bummer for them. <laughs> Like, is this what it's like every time you go <laughs> Yeah, totally. They just have this one no, mic. Like, not at all. No, not at all. But, um, I would also just like it on record that this mead hito is nice as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it kind of... I was trying to think of what it tastes like, but it kind of... Like, have you had mint kombucha before? No, I don't drink kombucha. It's pretty bougie. <laughs> yeah, word. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> word. Um... Yeah, me either. That shit's stupid, man. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah. It's for hippies, dude. Yeah, it definitely tastes like that. I hate that stuff. But, um, but yeah, it, it is really like a, like a blessing that somehow I don't really have to put a lot of um, effort into my on-the-wall headspace when I'm, when I'm sport climbing. Like when safety is is not, it's not even an a issue. Set, like a second thought, just in those. And so scenarios. what? Like really? Like because it sounds, and this is just like, 
like an, an inquisitive thought, but it sounds like your your challenges are quite internal and quite like, am I good enough related? And totally. so, so, but trad climbing does it add? It still adds that facet for you. Like, it does, yeah. it's still like all oh, the shit's fucking scary. Like, it is scary. Yeah, I mean, not all, not, not all, all things that I no. climb on gear are are that scary, but for some reason the path is still it's still a battle. Like, I'm still duking it out with that route. I get anxious mm-hmm. when I think about it. When I like visualize myself climbing like it, being run it's, out. Yeah, and... it that thing is just it's not going to be over until it's over. Perhaps there's value in that too, though. Like, mm-hmm. like perhaps that doesn't always need to be a negative connotation. No, no, it doesn't. That, it's like, cool. I mean, yeah, that is really cool to have. Like, how many people have something be, like that in their life? It'll be sad when it's over. To be honest, in a way, it's like a terribly painful to watch movie, <clears throat> but somehow just hits you right in the feels. Mm-hmm. And then when it's over, you're kind of bummed. Or like, yeah, I, it'll be, it'll be weird when that's over. Yeah. Because I'm not actively in the process of projecting the path, but I think about it probably every day. That's in, that's an yeah. interesting and I haven't dichotomy been on it too. In like months and months and months, yeah. But it 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 represents something to me about myself, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think I will probably always think of that route. Maybe not in the exact same way that I think of it now, having not done it yet, but yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely a symbol. And so where are you at with it? Are you at with like, I just want to get on this thing and I want to get it done? Are you like, I'm going to try and enjoy process or, um, I don't feel like the top priority is just getting this over with. Yeah. I want to do it right. And I want to, what does that mean to you? What does do it right mean to you? Like slowly and like look around, feel what I feel and, um, And learn like, I, I think all the time about, like gear beta, and oh should I try this? Should I try that? Mm-hmm. Just just stuff like that. And and like I know that when I when I do it, I I kind of have a hunch that it's gonna be like, one of those, unicorn moments. I mean I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but. I think that in order to climb that route, I'll have to overcome something that I haven't previously been able to do partially just because I haven't been faced with a situation that's required, required so much of, of me mentally, I guess I've never, you know, I've never had a super long-term project where I've had to get over like a mental block or severe, like red point anxiety, maybe when, um, when like you're at the end of a trip or something and you're leaving and you want to get the route done. Yeah, like, yeah. I haven't, I haven't ever been so invested in a route because of the number of times I've tried it or the amount of work that I've put into it. So this is quite the, uncharted the, territory. Yeah. Thing, it's then. totally uncharted, but the, like my investment in this route is just because of what it means to me. It's not because I've like spent so many hours mm-hmm. like slaving to train for it and, to, and like so many hours trying it and dogging up it and blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's been like a mental project and I've probably thought about it as much as like Ethan Pringle thought about jumbo love, maybe not yeah. actually, but like, you know, years, like I try it first, tried it like almost three years ago now. And I have thought about it. I'm pretty confident to say every day. So 
like mentally I have been projecting that route, I guess. Yeah, totally. But, no, but totally. And getting yourself. It's and that's, still only three goes. That's, and that's as, and that's as much as the process that it, as it is getting on a top rope. Or, totally, man. It really is. Yeah. We talked about Pringle. Yeah. And Pringle says something that, you know, when he did Jumbo Love, he's like, well, how can like I not love myself that I've. Yeah. How can you not? When you do the thing that is like your biggest. Totally. You're right at the end. Yeah. That's another thing I've watched very frequently. That's like probably the most similar. Is that, yeah, I was going to say, is that what? Out of all of the climbing videos that I've come across that have shown like, oh, project really hard. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm not doing so well. Oh, and then I sent it like, okay, yeah, I'm sure that's relatable to a lot of people, but. Ethan Pringle's video for sure like really spoke to me. I actually didn't even see that real rock until like way later, but mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my god, like he's he's <laughs> that's like me in a yeah, kind of in a nutshell. Not not exactly, exactly. Of course not, but I'm no I'm like not claiming to be anything compared to Ethan. No, Pringle, I don't think it sounds but, like you are. Like just super similar, like well, and as far as like yeah. not demons, but like mental totally challenges go. And... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm all, and I know for sure that I am <clears throat> not the only person climbing at like a climbing at any level. Let's just say at any level, who who has things like this to overcome. Oh my god! Like it's dude. I like, and yeah. this was on like a. Like, a, like the first pitch of the backbone, like a mm-hmm. 12C. I, like, the night before, like, made myself a voice memo saying, like, don't fucking pussy out of this. Like, <laughs> like commit to what's good for you. Yeah. And I even talked about, like, that Pringle Lorena Mora video. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, dude, I, I think, like, this is going to resonate with a lot of people because there's... We all have something that means... You know, I mean, like, of course it is just a piece of path that case of the path a piece of quartzite yeah or it's a piece of rock but i mean totally like i said climbing is so deeply personal that it, it never is just that it's no it's not at all uh-huh. and so i don't think that you need to like think that you're an outlier in that sense at all no no i definitely don't think that yeah I'm an outlier. and that's that's partially the and i think it's nice to hear honest conversation that, about it you know what i mean yeah like i this is the, kind of the reason that that's the topic that i wanted to sort of have as the the priority so that like is, I am just really glad that I eventually decided to get on my like fantasy roots. And I and I hope that no matter what your like whether it's like Star Trek or the Banana Peel or biography like mm-hmm. I just hope that even if you're not sure if you can do it it's it would be a good idea to try. But Having said that, I think you have to prepare to try. That's the other thing. It's not like I'm telling like somebody who's now red pointed an eleven A to go and try biography, like a yeah. yeah like biography, like go and get your credentials sorted out. Go and climb a lot and train a lot, mm-hmm. and then maybe when if you want to climb fourteen A, when you've climbed like a bunch of thirteens go try the 14a well also just in the that, sense that yeah, like maybe we forget that you know like we so often if we have like a project or a route in mind we think that the process begins when we start pulling on those holes no not at all man it's years before exactly, yeah, exactly. the process of doing those dream routes 
yeah it's, you know it, it, like you said it begins with choosing yeah salad over snickers totally man salad over snickers, salad over snickers. it's like yeah and it's like hangboarding like you're not going to see anything in two weeks you're not going to see anything maybe even in like two months but what I am told about hangboarding, I have no fucking <laughs> idea from from personal experience. The earth that, may be round. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like just try hard for a long time, and um, I trust but, the process. Tr- totally, dude. I think that I think that um, just making sure that you set yourself up for success is going to breed success. Like it's just if if I hadn't climbed like 513 yet I wouldn't be trying to climb 514 that's not to say that I wouldn't be working towards 514 yeah there's a difference but 514 would not be the next yeah 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 and so here's like a question for you yeah why is it that like so much of us feel the need to rush that why is it that why is it that we we have trouble respecting and understanding the process You you just I mean I think a lot of people are by nature just impatient. Yeah, sure. And a lot of people want to do what they're inspired by. If you are inspired, yeah, you get lost in the like, sauce a little like, bit. Yeah, like if you are just like a, like so into climbing, you're probably gonna be looking at like the most amazing like five fourteens in the world, with like wide eyes. But if you're a five twelve climber, you're not gonna be like YouTubing like five twelve videos. Of like, you know what I mean? Like That's a good just, point. I never you may not that. be super inspired by like where you're at, but you are inspired by where you could be, where you want to be. So some people will maybe just try to fast track themselves and like, all right, I'm just gonna work this thing into submission. And although I've never had like a super long term project, I don't think that my approach to a project is to just working into submission i think like a few tries here a few tries there and then analyze and then maybe Mm -hmm. train more maybe not maybe like keep trying it but i just that's just not my approach like i i think that if i go try something that is way above me i know that the best way to do that is to go and learn on routes that are somewhat above me for a while and so versus way above totally and i think that that's why i've found like that i've been able to climb things quite quickly the things that i have um done so far is because i have quite a few like just a lot of mileage on things that is hard for me but things that are hard for me but not really hard so when i go and push it i just have a lot of experience to draw from I think, whereas if you're trying to make a jump from like 13A to 13D or 14A, you might know how to red point, but you don't necessarily know how to send. And I think that there's, that, a, and huge there's a huge difference, difference. between That's a good red point. pointing and sending. Like one hanging, you're kind of closing in on that mentality, but you need to just know how to send. You need to know how to clip chains. And for so long, I was like too scared to do anything. No, that would totally. take me a lot of tries. Yeah. So I learned how to send. I actually don't really even know how to red point, but I do know that there's a difference. In the small experiences that I've had here and there with things that I've tried that have felt insane on the first go, 
and then like yeah. getting you know yeah, getting that's to getting to yeah. descend it's come down to just putting together everything that i've learned to create this send and the red point process hasn't actually been that insanely extensive and i think had i spent a lot more time do you think that there's value in the re- in the process not being insanely extensive I think so. I think being like really calculated and strategic about red pointing is kind of the way to go. I mean, you Why? look at you look at Adam Andra, he has like a physiotherapist with him at all times. Yeah. He doesn't just he didn't like the dude probably could have just bought a house in Norway or whatever and like tried it and tried it and tried it and tried it and tried it. And he tried it lots, don't get me wrong. The dude put in a ton of tries. But he was also super strategic. Like every time he would leave Norway, he would go mm. home with something completely new to work on and to to improve on or like a, di- a different focus, I guess. I just think that like <clears throat> someone who goes and spends like an entire summer like warming up on the same route and then trying the same project is going to learn a lot less and then kind of eventually end up behind the person who goes and climbs. But is that but is that their routes. purpose to be keeping up with those people? No, no, it's not. It, it's you know, just a compare. Like, it's not. Yeah, sure. I know what you mean. Like, but... I just think that if if I wanted to climb, say I'm climbing 13B and that mm-hmm. was like the hardest thing I've ever done. And then the next thing that I wanted to do was 14A. I think that spending one summer climbing as many 13Bs, Cs, and Ds as I possibly could would give me like the knowledge, the strategy, the self-awareness. A but, lot of lessons mentally to go and climb like the next year. But can one are but like, surely one must think about the inspiration and the psych. And I mean, you know, it sounds corny, but the happiness that comes with it is that person if they're really, really inspired by this route, not inspired by the grade, but inspired by the route. Is that person going to be happier? Just out of curiosity, like, and, and I'm, I don't want to hear what you have, what you well, think. Do you know I what think, I'm asking? Like the the route that they're inspired by is the end goal, and no matter what goal you have it's going to take a lot of work and it's yeah. going to be work yeah. that you probably may not like. I don't like hangboarding. I fucking hate hangboarding, but I want to climb five fifteen one day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's what you got. Like, do. yeah. Like buddy might not like climbing any of the five thirteens that the bull Valley has to offer, which is crazy, but he might not like that. But Kurgo might just be the one route in the world that he wants to do most. Like, you might have to spend some ugly days out there learning, progressing, like, training, yeah, gaining yeah. the knowledge. Like, I just I just think that it's kind of a turtle like, versus the hair. Yeah, I was Like, the say, hair is just, like, bam, like, straight point A to point B, like, in a straight line. That's what I was going to say. But, man, that... like, success does not fucking come in a straight line. It is such, like, a zigzag. And that's, that's the, the thing that not believing in myself has taught me is that I'm finding more success in my climbing career now than I ever have. But it's only because I shied away from so many hard objectives that I took this crazy like zigzag route to where I am now. Mm -hmm. And now I truly feel like I'm capable of hitting my potential and reaching things that I would not have even considered. And how is your like happiness correlated with, with that process? I find it a lot easier to do things for the big picture than I ever have before. Um, okay. I'm probably the happiest I've ever been. 
That's awesome, man. I mean, yeah, just like yeah. just the i like the grand idea of being able to see what I'm capable of has been enough to to keep me motivated through a lot of bullshit. And and I'm glad that I like I don't I can honestly say that I'm glad that I took a little longer to get to 514 and to 514B and then to 514C than than maybe what I was capable of doing or maybe what other people were capable of doing. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad that I took a little bit longer. I just feel like I have like you learn when you I you just learn feel like I have grade. a much more broad idea of myself as an athlete than I would have if and probably I just as a human went being from, too and and as a human being totally I feel like I just have a like a better understanding of myself and my needs and and whatnot than I would have had if I just made my goal 14a and tried a 14a until I did it yeah and I think that's so fascinating and I'm just thinking about that in that like like you said it's a zigzag so like you think mm-hmm. your goal is 14a yeah well, you need to have a bunch of small goals. And I mean, and, and one can also say that you must enjoy the process, in my opinion, anyways. Or at least, I, I totally agree, man. You know I what I mean? Totally agree. But that's and fascinating. And I never really thought of that. And that like, so for example, let's say like my one of my goals, like, you know, personally, I would love to climb the path one day. But if I get on the path yeah. right now, mm-hmm. yeah, like that's you kind of fucking done for like forever and ever and ever and ever. And work the moves and work the moves and work the moves and work the moves. And I'm sure one day it would. Yeah. And you'll go. get really good at climbing the path. But what happens when the really, path's really, over? Yeah. And you'll do the path. But then you'll go and try another yeah. 514A. And because you climb 114A, because you got really, really good mm-hmm. at climbing that 114A, does that mean that you're a 514 climber? Not necessarily. It means you climbed a 514, but the path doesn't mean is you're a happy kind of climber. It, like yeah. the path is its style, and then you might go. Somewhere try else. the illusionist or try, and try yeah exactly to try something on limestone and it might go like totally sideways yeah that's interesting and that's why i think that that you need to sort of build the credentials a little bit well and i just think that process is so much broader than yeah. we originally allow it to because be. if you are truly inspired by a route you will put in a little bit of like ugly legwork to get to where you need to like I want to climb Fight Club. <clears throat> I don't mm. care if it happens this summer or next summer or really even the summer after that. But I, I find that route to be really, really cool and inspiring to me and yeah. I want to climb it. And here I am for the first time in my life. I'm a vegetarian now. Sick. I don't drink. I don't party. Like I'm hangboarding. I'm doing cardio. I have basically no social life. And this is, all of these things are like a first for me. Like, yeah, totally. Especially the way you... first for me. Uh-huh. And, and I am not psyched on hangboarding or campus boarding or fucking cardio. But you're psyched on what it... But I'm psyched on the end goal. Too. So if you really truly think that what you want to do is climb 514, put in the work to become a 514 climber. And understand don't what that just, really means. Totally, man. Don't just put in the work mm-hmm. to climb one 514. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. That's what I think. And I think it all comes down to like believing in yourself enough to choose a goal that you need to become better for. And I mean better in yeah. every single way. Yeah. Like, but I think also like understanding yeah. too that It's it is it is through process and it's through future processes that we sometimes we seem to think that this end goal is this be all end all. 
Totally. It's like, if I do this, then I will be this. Yeah, like... And that's just not realistic. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I like, mean, like, the pretty much, like, the first thought that goes through your head when you when you complete something that was, like, a goal is, like, what am I going to do next? Yeah. yeah. Of course. Totally. How can I, like... Like, the hunger is absolutely insatiable. It like, is, yeah. It is. As it should be. Yeah. You can't turn it off, really. So here's... This is... I appreciate, man. This is... I'm really getting a kick out of this. So am I. Um, <laughs> so am I. The last final question for you, because we've got... we got a lot. Mucho. 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 Um, I asked you what wakes you up. Mm-hmm. In the mor- what, what's the first thing you wake up when... What's the first thing you think about when you wake up in yeah. the morning? Yeah. What gets you out of bed? What gets me out of bed? What gets you out of bed? My dog every morning <laughs> barks <laughs> until I, until I all get... for Matilda. <laughs> yeah. Every single morning, I hear like a yipping. <laughs> um, but, okay, so if if I had the option of staying in bed... Yeah, if Matilda would with, Yeah, yeah. Um... What would get me out of bed is that I feel like I'm doing something that I have never done before in my life. I have never put everything I have into climbing. I have zero career prospects. I live with my parents. I don't get paid very much. Like, what gets me out of bed is what can I do? What am I capable of as an athlete? What can I really like rise to to accomplish? And I mean, just taking that kombucha perspective, <laughs> you said you're the happiest you've ever been. I think so. And so I mean, I mean that that but says all it needs to say, perhaps. Yeah, too. yeah. Like it's weird. I just <laughs> yeah, that's totally fucking weird. I want to become capable of what I never thought I would be capable of doing. And I've caught some glimpses in the last few years mm-hmm. that would indicate that I actually might be capable of doing something I never thought yeah, I'd yeah. be capable of doing, and I really want to see if I can do it. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Thanks for listening to episode 5 of Mountain Mosaic. Thanks to Sam for reminding us all that the best things in life happen when we break the cage and we get this very nice. See you next time.